Yes. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> uh, after episode nine went horribly wrong last time, oh, we're here so with a new sad. attempt. Uh, episode so nine, two. Episode nine, two. take two. Take two. Uh, we're here with Hannah Bergman. Hello. So happy, <laughs> so happy to have her Thank in the you. studio with us uh, today. Thank you. <laughs> and we're ready to get started with a topic about Hannah's interest in playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you been playing piano for? I've been playing piano since I was four years old. And then I started entering in competitions and stuff when I was in, like, fourth grade. And then I stopped doing that when I got into high schoolish, like, freshman year. And I switched to a different piano teacher. And now we don't really do competitions. And we just play just, like, whatever what? I want Do you play, to. like, really, really long songs? Yeah. Like, like five pages or something i don't know <laughs> um but when i was doing competitions and stuff it really just depended on the composer Do you and think like okay. the level of so what's a piano competition necessarily entail yeah like? um well it depends like some of the competitions were actual competitions like you're competing against other people and others were auditions for like scholarships or, oh, okay. you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I was going to have one, because I still do one competition, but it's for a scholarship, and that's just to help my parents pay for piano lessons. And that was supposed to be yesterday, but then it got canceled because yeah, of coronavirus. Everyone, so that I was hope awesome. you're safe and <laughs> yeah, healthy. And we're we're going to continue podcast schedule as usual. We will try. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we don't really have a schedule <laughs> that works, so we'll, we'll, we'll upload whenever. But uh, Right. So, but... When you compete, do you have, like, a preparation time where you get to, like, learn your piece and then you just go up and, like, perform? Or are you, no, like, it, off you're, the cuff? No, it's definitely – well, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's, like, you're tr- – what was that? Yeah, okay, no, whatever. It was – you basically <laughs> train the entire year for it, um, for whatever you're training for. Like, I used to do, like, five or six a year. So it's got to be, like, one. immaculate when you go up. Yeah, there. it has to be really good. Perfect. Um, All right. Not to flex, so I was kind of. Do you so, like do you know, any whatever. improv at all? Like, no. Have you ever like messed up no, and no. then like had to like go off? <laughs> I could never do that. I'd probably just start crying and like walk no. away. Really? <laughs> oh, I would never be able to. Improv. How many people is it in front of? No, well, normally it's just in front of like a judge or three judges kind of thing. But sometimes I would be invited to have play piano at like showcases on Cuba when they mm-hmm. do like open houses, and I would just play piano and all those like old grandmas are like oh you're so talented and i'm like oh my god stop i keep coming <laughs> what's, like, what's like the most prestigious thing you've won from piano like like the like so th- is there anything that we would have heard of the golden key award <laughs> like, I don't know. Do um i don't think you would have heard of any unless you are like in a piano person in yeah, piano in, yeah world. in the piano world um i guess just like the kiwa open houses and the scholarship one i was going to do i would want when I would win up to like five hundred dollars or so. Oh, that's um, crazy! Yeah, so that's what kind of sucks that it got canceled because that would have been five hundred dollars. <laughs> but whatever. You think you would have won? <laughs> yeah, really? she had the dub in the bag. Um, yeah, not to flex. Or you think you could win the talent show with your piano abilities? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any interest to play in the talent show. I don't but know why. But do you why. think you could crush it? Like, Dude, do you think honestly, you could I'm kind it? of a goddess low key. <laughs> but also, that piano high key sucks. So it might be kind of gross. What do you mean it sucks? You've been playing for how long again? 
No, the piano, like in the auditorium. Oh, or the oh. That one. I thought you were it saying looks like pretty it good. Sucks. The one no, no, you no. plays on at chapel time. It like su- but like I've tried to play it before and it sucks. Like I when I was getting ready for the audition on Saturday, I was like, "Ooh, Sadea, can you listen to like this piano? Just tell me if it sucks or not." <laughs> she was like, "Girl, I got you." She did not say that. She was like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the auditorium and I played it and it was so bad. She's like, "That was so good." But, like, she's not a pianist, so she doesn't uh-huh. realize that it sucked. <laughs> but to me, it sucked because okay. I was playing it. I was like, this is horrible. Like, the technical aspect, just the sound, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like, the, the feel acoustics of the piano. in there are not too terribly mm-hmm. good either, so. Is there yeah. a lot of, like, noticeable differences between, like, similar types of pianos? Every piano is, like, completely different. different really? It, like, oh, the pressure it, com- it takes imagine. to it's, make. It definitely takes a second to get accustomed to each individual piano. Really? Yeah. Like, I play so well in my own house, and I go to a piano lesson or a piano audition or something, and that's why you always, like, warm up on a piano. Have you ever, like, you wanna do, like, brought your skills. piano to a competition? <laughs> Like, like, <laughs> load it on the back yeah, of the truck. No! That's the thing that <laughs> I distinguishes have, like, a piano, piano from everything else. Yeah, you can't it, just if bring you're a guitar your piano. person, you like you, you work on your guitar, guitar but you, you have like to be used to all pianos right. if you're a piano yeah. person. Well, that's why auditions are so hard because you have to, like, be accustomed to it, but really that's quickly. Crazy. You know? Because mm. the audition's only, like, seven minutes long. So you just have to, like, warm up really quickly. But, yeah, what is it? Different pianos, like you, it takes different pressures on the keys to like make yeah. it loud. Yeah, but and then I mean some the distance between them are the same. Oh yeah, but like the structure is the same, but it's kind of like you know how if you use certain mechanical pencils, <laughs> yeah. each one of them feels different. Oh yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Like, good analogy. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's actually a good. I, like I understand what you're saying. Though. I didn't really pens, get it before. Right. Certain pens write smoother than others. No, yeah, like whatever you use. Like okay, the mechanical pencils that have the twisty mm-hmm. like tip. Yes, it it feels it, like, so different. It, yeah, when you write with it, the it, pressure like, is different. In mm-hmm. and it, you know, you can really push down hard. So if you get one of the like cheap Bic mechanical pencils uh-huh. after using one of those, you'll break the lead so many times. Exactly. Sometimes the, the mechanical pencils, it's like a 50-50 shot of it like being like really solid, uh, like. Like graphite nice on the page but when it's or like, like being super light it's and so it, you like rip the page <laughs> like and it's it. still super light writing uh, right i hate I that because like i i it's that so really sad. i only notice that is because yeah. i like scribble in class a lot i need yeah, i sucks. need darkness like college ruled paper i need it to be like darkly lined yeah, and i, like I need that. dark graphite marks all right well, that light stuff. <laughs> i'm uh. sure everyone loves to hear about school supplies though school supplies is epic true Okay, next right. topic. <laughs> so, um, you run a large thing oh. at our school <laughs> called yes. Bikes for Humanity. You yeah. want to explain what that is for people who are unaware? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how long Bikes for Humanity has been going on at Porter, but it's an international thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing it in my sophomore year, pretty much, and... It would pretty much just be like me or Robbie, the senior. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know. I know him. who Robbie is. Yeah. Um, I, pl- I was basi- in chess club with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flex. Um, it would basically be like me and Robbie every week out of Bikes for Humanity, like 
<clears throat> no shade or anything, but the service leader would never come, so that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so did you take that upon yourself? Or you yeah, so leader? I was like, this kind of blows because the service leader doesn't care. Like, and I asked her, too. I'm not going to mention names. <laughs> but I was like, Ooh. why don't you, like, come? Feisty. And she was like, honestly, I didn't really want to be the service leader for this. They kind of just didn't have anyone else to do it. So oh. I did it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so it would be like one or two people Were at you most. just kind of free Wednesday afternoons and kind of worked your yeah. way in or do you did you have like a super big interest in bikes no at first at first it was really just like I have nothing else to do and like it's on campus since I couldn't drive then either I right. was like might as well just do this one mm-hmm. to me it um, seems like one of the most convenient ones it, it really every time is, if I yeah. wasn't doing choir I would definitely do it but mm-hmm. I always see you guys whenever I'm walking <laughs> to the choir building which is right next door working on the bikes and mm-hmm. do you have like citadel people come in and help or something yeah we started that this year it's it's like five ish citadel boys well they're mostly boys and they come in i mean i guess there's been a few girls but not when i was there Mm -hmm. and they come in (coughs) and they help break it down break down the bikes um oh i forgot to even explain what it does i was gonna say (laughs) Um, what specifically (laughs) so basically you just break down the bikes by taking off the front tire and the pedals so that we can stick them all in this huge shipping container and then send them off to africa and then the whole the shipping container itself turns into like a bike repair shop or a medical center That's or sick. a daycare. Yeah, it's really cool. I and then I've always been obsessed with like reusing shipping, shipping containers. <laughs> really? I, I want to I make <laughs> a shipping really? container house. The podcast in a shipping so cool. container. Yeah, we're gonna make, <laughs> a, we're gonna make an office. Out that would have been so container. dope, actually. Though we might still do it. Be cool. I mean, it we don't have that much production value, but it'd be cool. Just but yeah, that's over. actually I um, didn't realize that. All the components of like even yeah. the shipping container itself were used. That's yeah, cool. definitely. Um, and so basically, we just break down the bikes and then ship them off to Africa. So, um, so at first it was just like a matter of convenience. I was just like, I'm here anyway, so might as well do it. And then near the end of the year, when we were talking about service leaders and stuff, I really wanted to be a service leader just because I got right. really involved with service sophomore year. And then I, like, learned what Bikes for Manny was all about, like, the details and stuff. And I saw videos of <coughs> the people receiving the bikes. And it was super oh moving. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was awesome. So I was, like, definitely bored about that. And then this year I just got really into it. Um, yeah, so your yeah. emails, they've been created. <laughs> and yeah. At first they you were know, super just, like, just the spam. Yeah, bikes for Manny. And then I was, like, you know what? I'm going to make this quirky and funny. <laughs> It's like a staple of Hannah Bergen now. Yeah, it's so got to be. The it's spam emails for Bikes for Humanity. It's too um, good. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a good cause. I remember it starting like when I was in middle school and like Coach Tate was big With on it. Matthew Edelman, I think. Yeah. And they had that Africa map in like Tyler Hall. Oh, yeah. And you could yeah. pin where like the bikes were being sent or like put a sticker up whenever you brought in yeah, a bike. Yeah, I wasn't really into it in middle and school. And then that like one girl brought in like a hundred bikes or whatever and like got a feature story on like, I the remember that. website. I remember that. What, so, so like, w- what was I going to say? So um, I'm completely blank- blanking. Bikes uh, for humanity. Bikes for humanity. <laughs> uh, well, I, don't, I can go. I really enjoyed the video though when she showed the video like made yeah. me want to quit choir so i could do bikes for humanity because like really? they receive it and like they have access to water now and it's like yeah mm, it's crazy. awesome okay it's i remember now. what was your question so <laughs> what do you think of like i i personally 
kind of hold the stigma myself. I don't know. I just want to know how you feel about it. Like, it seems like from an outsider looking, I guess maybe just because I'm not that involved in Bikes for Humanity, but when I look at it, it's like, it's just a bunch of bikes that have been sitting in the cage for, like, years, and it kind of is like a prop for all the parents who are coming in to see. Mm. And then they're all like, oh, wow, that's really cool that you guys do the service, but those bikes have been sitting there for years and years. Um, okay, so it does seem like they are all sitting there for a long time, but they actually, we have shipped over, like, two or three shipping containers over the past year, so mm-hmm. even though it seems like it's the same bikes, it's really not. It's just, like, so many get donated, but I do have actually a strong opinion about the service program program at Porter, just because I love how much service we do, and I love that it's optional, but I cannot stand how much we broadcast it. I'm really one of those people that, like, if you do something good, don't it's do like it. Bra- it's like bragging about doing charity. You don't it's do that. So I'm. So yeah, oh my god! It makes PG me so angry. The PG service Instagram. Like, if you're gonna yeah. go pick up litter on Folly Beach, don't take pictures pick up of litter. it that's and what you're there post to do. about it yeah. and be like, "Oh my god, I picked up litter." Like that's just so like. Oh my! And like, could you imagine? You know how horrible everyone looks who like goes and donates to a charity, and then it's like when they're getting in trouble, they're like, "How could you?" Make, how could you t- say that about me? Oh. I donated to charity. Oh my gosh, it just completely cancels the point. I think it's a Ew. fine line. You can talk about like Porter Gow doing marketing and doing like moral licensing, or what's it called when you kind of feel like you do something good, so it gives you the right to like, you know, Ex- do yeah, something I don't know bad. I don't know, is, but like, yeah, I think it's moral equality. licensing. I don't, know. I don't know, but they, but I think it's primarily you could see it as a marketing move because they're mm-hmm. trying to push out that like Porter Gout is good for service. Porter bring Gout your kids good. here, pay us. You know what I mean? And I love Porter Gout, but there's also a fine line between that and just like celebrating the clubs that because every club ha- tries to do the Instagram. Every yeah. single Porter Gout event goes. Every up team on social has media. an Instagram. And so it's like it would almost be weird if service didn't do that. Yeah, that but sense. I mean, I just feel like they do it every single. But there time. are two different things. Like, yeah, I think that I don't know. Uh, personally, I really think that it's P- a, it's PG Engage sorry. seems very useless. I really like personally. Me too. Sorry, I'm not not coming at anyone. Whoever's in charge think, of that, I, I think, think that we should be required to do service for Porter that we already have. No, I think the optional oh, aspects is good. Part. It's good. If it wasn't optional, I don't think they should do social media posts about it. But because yeah. it's optional, I feel like the majority, the part that isn't just for marketing, could just be so the people that go feel like they're being celebrated mm-hmm. for going. Yeah. But then again, if you just go to service so you can get on the Instagram, then I, why yeah. are you th- you I feel know? like there's a fine line between spreading awareness, which is why, like, for my Instagram, I'll post about certain stuff that I believe in, whether it's service or, like, environmental Yeah, but you're not bragging I'm, about doing it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm doing that to spread awareness, not to brag about this. You know what I mean? It's like how a lot of uh, donations that are sent into various charities, like cancer foundations, just go right back into the company for advertising again. It's like... I'm like... They're, uh, they're okay. advertising <laughs> to spread awareness, but, I mean... They're not bragging about, oh, look how much money we raised for cancer. It's like, no, they're just trying to encourage people that this is the right thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Like, remember the ice bucket challenge? Yeah. That was, like, for ALS awareness. Mm -hmm. But it didn't generate really any revenue. It was just, like, an awareness campaign. 
It was to purely. make people know and what's happening. And that was cool. And that was cool. Yeah, yeah that um, was cool. I think... What if Porter had, like, a viral trend? <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, so cool. bicycle or something, <laughs> like... But uh, well, Walk for Water talk. is like kind of yeah. one that I feel like ties That's in with Bikes up, for um, Humanity because this Saturday actually they don't have to yeah. walk for water if they get bikes and you know it makes it a whole lot easier. That's like the biggest water. thing. It's for water missions. It's like where they put the wells and stuff. Is that what, is that they what like it is? It, um, provide clean water? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or I mean, yeah, they do make like wells, yeah. but like, I, I don't know what it is. Really. It's like the the missions where they like put wells in like the little. <laughs> yeah, it's like all this technology stuff so that they can get All right, we don't on, let's uh, not talk about it. We're it's a Bergman uh, <laughs> technology stuff. So true. <laughs> just, just not true. <laughs> I don't know anything about technology, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our that's one of our topics yeah, if you want to jump in. Speaking of uh Mr. Bergman, uh, <laughs> You, uh, a common theme that we have on this podcast is talking about diverse backgrounds. Go listen to Courtney's and go diverse. listen to da- da- Daniel's episode, please. <laughs> now let's talk about you have a Japanese mother and a yes. white dad. Yes. Is there like a weird dynamic there? Or is it different? What's the what? What's the dynamic like in your house? Is it like different? Um, not really. I feel like the only. Asian. Okay, so when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I was fluent in Japanese till no I was like way. four. Like when I was four, my mom like didn't know if I could speak English. Like that's how fluent I Actually, was, and I would like only speak Japanese. Do you Japanese. still know Japanese? No. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. So like after that, like we what? just like started how dropping off. How can you be fluent in a language and then forget because the entire language? <laughs> I have no idea. It was so annoying. You could have understood really anime want. without subtitles. So Dude, that <laughs> sick. Do you watch anime? No. Oh. <laughs> I hate anime. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched it. My either. mom. I like anime. My like mom that. tells me that anime is only for old male perverts <laughs> or, <laughs> or small young girl children. So I don't feel comfortable watching I mean, anime. Anime is just the general term. General term for Japanese <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> Sorry, have it. <laughs> what? General for Japanese <laughs> cartoons, but like the genres okay. can be anything. <laughs> like anime is not it a genre have to per be se. Uh, Right. Uh, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a old a pervert type yeah, show. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a weird kind of... Yeah, but that's In defense of anime. I've yeah. never watched it myself, just from what I can Kyler's tell. Kyler's fuming right now. I, I know. Dude, no, the only time I've ever watched anime was when I was at the Sanka's house, and Kate and Kyler, like, pinned me down on a couch and forced me to watch Naruto. <laughs> so, so bad. So bad. <laughs> <Pin> me. <laughs> Not that way. <laughs> In their m- in their movie room. With no, we were actually <laughs> upstairs. Like oh, wait, actually, I don't remember. Like <laughs> no, we were upstairs, like in their like kitchen, like that part area. Oh, wait, oh so yeah, yeah. Okay, so moving back, do you know much about like your family's background? Like, do you know much about your mom's side specifically? Because that seems interesting. That um, yeah. So I actually just went to Japan this past summer, and I think it was like maybe the sixth time I've been, maybe fifth, <laughs> fifth or sixth time I've been. But every other time was just to f- visit family. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, since I don't speak Japanese, yeah, that kind of it's sucks. like kind of difficult <laughs> to bond with your family. We have no idea what they're saying. No, yeah, so <laughs> I can relate to that to some extent. Like when I would go visit some of my family in Italy, uh-huh. like I speak a little bit Italian, but I don't. Yeah, speak Yeah, like I a speak lot. like minimal Japanese. Yeah, you know, and um, 
Yeah. But this past time we went, we went to explore the country itself and like mm-hmm. tourist places. Um, so cool. we could actually get like Japanese culture That's instead cool. of just family who I couldn't talk to. <laughs> um, like so I hate to say it because I'm in Chinese and I've been to China, but like Japanese culture is kind of a step up. Not going to lie. Like I think China is very cool. I love yeah. the trip. But I think going to Japan would be. It was. I feel like every American cool. for the over the past like few ten years has been starting to be like, Japan's so cool. I'm it like was no. Really I, cool. I think it's been no, it's progressed, it's progressed for like lot. fifty years because 50, you think I think much? ever since World War Two ended, and like people saw we Japan. brought in our government to try and like set them back up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they started to accelerate in terms of like technological development, mm-hmm. and then they people saw how cool created it created all these companies and anime and yeah, culture yeah. just <laughs> Ghibli Studios. But it's like a cool thing because not they have all the new cultural stuff, the tec- techno age stuff, but mm-hmm. they also have all the like history behind it, all the beautiful traditional Japanese like oriental right and stuff like that, and so. It's a cool, yeah, cool blend. Yeah, it was blend. really cool, especially going to the Atomic Bomb Museum. That was because we were in Hiroshima. That was like, I well, okay. Did you guys so, get any like weird looks for like oh, your mom being Japanese and your dad? Being well, okay, white? so it was only my mom and I that okay. went to Japan oh, okay. this past summer. So okay. my dad's not with us, and like walking in because I. W- so I don't know. Well, you don't know this, but like when we were in seventh grade, we went on a school trip to DC. And do you remember, like, Leon, when we went to the Holocaust Museum, he was German, and he started yeah. crying because he felt really, like, Bad. guilty almost. Yeah. And I did not get that. I was like, what? Like, it wasn't you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like, oh, my God, I completely understood. Like, when I went to the Hiroshima Museum, I first walked in, and I felt really bad just, like, walking in. And uh-huh. then... I didn't know that they're testing nuclear weapons right now, like mm-hmm. today. So they had this, like, electronic board that was, like, counting the days since it was last tested, like, atomic, like, nuclear weapons. And it was, like, 60-something days. I did not know that. And when I saw mm-hmm. that, I, like, burst out crying. And I did not stop crying the entire time we were there. And we were there for, like, three hours because I just did not want to leave. Like, I was reading every single story. Yeah. And it was a huge museum. And... My mom would come up to me and be like, do you want to leave or something? Or like, come on, we like kind of like got to go yeah. in English. And I, I like refused to like let her talk to me in English because I was like embarrassed. I like did not want anyone to know I was American. Jeez. Wow. You it think that you really, that makes sense. It was really powerful. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's also something that you have to experience. Like yeah. I've never I, I would find that experience rewarding. I'm pretty sure not. It would make me very sad, but I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, on that yeah it was really intense. Because you're history buff, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so true. No, in terms of like feeling guilt, I mean, even though it's not you, I mean, it's just from your country and yeah. it, indirectly, you're there and you're mm-hmm. you're seeing all the yeah. destruction, and yeah. it makes it more personal because the museums no, yeah. do a good job, like having the stories of <laughs> each individual. Just hit the button. <laughs> The camera turned off, sorry, guys. And so it, it humanizes it a little bit, to use the Miss Smith word. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really intense. I wasn't expecting that. So uh, I just have another kind of just random question yes. that I was just thinking about. It's like in my house, yeah, 
my family is very proud of being Italian, so we have like Italian food like every night. Does your mom <laughs> like make any Japanese food? Yeah, um, we'll have you know like poke bowls. Uh huh. Those so, are so good. Yeah, they're so bomb. Like Sophia was I like, those are Hawaiian. I have no idea, but I we have a Hawaiian. lot of them. Okay, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm just talking about like sushi and California and stuff, <laughs> and then I like California rolls and whatever. And then I was thinking poke bowls just because Sophia and I made them at my mm-hmm. house last night. She was like, I love Japanese very much. <laughs> but um, we have California rolls. And we'll have like miso soup and ramen, um, curry, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Asian, yeah. Blend but it doesn't. F- it's food. it's not like it's not like every night. Like it will be like a uh-huh. weekly thing, yeah. like a few times like a week. It but it's nothing. Point. It's not about being like we have to bring Japanese culture. It's just I like mean, it's how like it is. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like, like what we eat. It's, it's just like, like what my mom knows how to make. Really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tastes bomb, oh my god. Sebastian's mom. What was it? Chicken parm. Yeah, so good. good. That, that sounds good. so bomb. Yeah. But oh. that's the thing. You got to sometimes having ethnic parents is the move, especially when it comes to cuisine. Because yeah. Because yeah, they, they know <laughs> so how to cook. Come on, guys. These, like, Get yourself so some good. ethnic parents. International <laughs> dishes. Yeah, yeah. Facts. You guys need to go out. Go put <laughs> yourself up for adoption right now. So Run true. away from home. <laughs> no, it's really bomb, though. I like it. Like two American parents. You better have like a Gordon Ramsay or you're not going to be satisfied <laughs> with the dishes you're getting. Because technically, true. all right, uh, my grandma lives next door and she's oh my gosh, Greek. And so she cooks like Greek stuff mm-hmm. all the time. And that's like, that's my ethnic part How is that it I pronounce? Are they Are they gyros no no they're gyros. they're gyros gyros so yeah. awkward okay gyros. I, I never know gyros. how to pronounce them yeah. i look at it i always say gyro and then i it would I trigger it would trigger my mom like she's like it's gyros all right i remember i went to gavin's grandma's house for dinner one night and we had green peas <laughs> <laughs> i so remember that <laughs> yeah but i hated green peas and so I so were so special friends and like First Gavin, grade. Gavin was my first kiss. Yeah, she would like. <laughs> she came to my and house I was for Gavin's a play first date. Kiss, and we went under his bed and we kissed. We hashtag touched lips. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we went to his grandma's house and had green peas. Right. Wow. It was really good. <laughs> best date. Best, <laughs> best, only best date of my of life. My most life. ideal date. It was of the all best time. night of my entire life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I just need to bring every girl. <laughs> that, goes, that I ask on a date through that under your bed, like under the bed, green beans <laughs> works every time. <laughs> Obviously, I mean Hannah still remembers it. So true. What <laughs> super memorable? Like nine years later. Wow, that's that's, that's a, a new strat, kiss. guys. <laughs> Do that at home. You want to woo a girl? Take gosh darn notes, guys. <laughs> yeah, take notes. That's what's up. That's what's up. What right. were we on? Ethnic. I, I do have a question because mm. we you kind of touched on it, but I never uh, really figured it yes. out. Is it frowned upon to have be in like Japan that your mom would be marrying an American, or is that like? Chill? Um, do you know? Not really, especially now, yeah. like modernly. Back then, her parents like hated my dad. Yeah, because isn't Japan, like, one of the most xenophobic cultures there is? Like, they don't like outsiders. Definitely. Historically. Yeah, like, going there, I did not see a black person for four days. And I Mm. was, like, in the city and stuff. The only time I saw it was when we went to, like, Kyoto or Tokyo, and that's when there were, like, a little more diversity. But, Mm. like, 
I didn't even see a white person for like two days, like not other Asian cultures. They were all like straight Japanese, mm-hmm. completely. Um, it was really. Did you like weird. look Japanese enough to pass, or did um, you still get, did you get any like, weird looks? It was oh so not because of my race, but because you over spoke there, English. No, it's like people there are tiny. Like, short and small. And they would just come up to me and be like, God, you're so, like, big. And I was like, <laughs> okay. No <way. laughs> like, that shit no way. hurt just it. Ran- random people just Dude, come up yeah, to you. Yeah, especially, so like, big. my mom's, like, <laughs> my mom's friends would, like, come up to me and be like, you're so, like, big. And, like, you're lying. I'm not kidding. And, like, they're super weird about that. Like, when my brother went, because he's, like, you know, huge and, Jacks. like, super jacked. <laughs> they would, like, go up to me, like, Kate feel Berman his muscles fit. and be like, oh, big boy. <laughs> with Japanese me, with me, they'll be like, oh, like, busty, <laughs> like, big. And I'm just like, thank you. Oh. <laughs> it's so awkward. And, like, you're, like, yeah, taller what are than you them. To say to them. They're all, like, four, t- I mean, five, two. So you're just, like, towering over everyone. And they're all these, like, tiny tiny asian woman (laughs) (laughs) they would all be like you're so big i was like thank you thank you american (laughs) basically i was like all right Um, no that makes i mean does that make you like i wonder if japanese people could like spot an american like even if they're asian like if you're asian american they could spot you because you're like bigger than them (laughs) (laughs) she also definitely has like some american mannerisms yeah when i was in um so we stayed with my mom's parents for like two nights i Mm -hmm. think at the beginning before we started traveling and there was this like gas station that we would always go to because it was like this really nice gas station and they would have like like you know how we sell like chips or something like they don't just sell like chips they sell like bomb food <laughs> at their <laughs> gas stations so we would go if you're ever in japan <laughs> go, go to the, the gas, gas stations, stations. Yes. They were don't so go to the restaurant they were so good and the guy who worked there was this like 22 year old <laughs> like, <laughs> Viet- <laughs> like vietnamese poppy and he was just like super like interested in me he he would like like really <laughs> oh. wanted to talk to me <laughs> oh. <laughs> he like, really wanted to talk to me he was like where are you from like like where in America he was like super interested that I was. I wonder American. why <laughs> he was trying to do a podcast. He was trying to steal <laughs> something. He was um super Getting interested in me being American. So I guess deets. they just don't see him a lot. And when my brother went, they don't have a lot of arm hair there. I don't know. Like so. <laughs> Are there when, like? Uh, that's well another question. Is there like a lot of like strange like to uh, to American strange things about like Japanese people? I don't. I don't know. Like. They, the arm hair soup. thing. That yeah, the really arm hair. When my brother was there, oh, no, like no. the little, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the little seven-year-old girls would come to me like, oh my god, like what the heck? And, like stroke his arm, and be like, what is this? Like it's what, <laughs> what the heck? It was so weird. Didn't know what arm hair was? No, they just like don't have a lot. It's super. They, it's super <laughs> weird. Like, they? but that didn't happen to yeah, me. It was only my brother. Yeah, body hair, I guess, ethnically. Yeah. Um, huh. but. You know. Is there like any like weird like you said mannerisms before that is there like weird very Japanese mannerisms? They're not like weird, but like definitely different. Like That's they're super super modest there. Like I like I am not a very modest person, <laughs> but um, I wore super bit. like well my modest clothes, like my modestest clothes. Mm-hmm. But it was also hot as crap. 
you yeah. know? I mean, it was in the middle of the summer. It was so hot. Right, yeah. And, like, I would, oh, my gosh, like, the stairs were unbelievable. They're just super judgmental, like, old woman on the subway. Like, you can see her in the reflection just being like, <laughs> and, like, just staring just, at like, you. Just, giving you, like, just, a hairy oh my gosh. Like yeah. the stairs at school, though. Yeah. <laughs> Still awkward. It, I don't even want to touch that. We're not um, touching that. It, yeah. <laughs> what? It we're needs not. a solution quickly, we're though. We're like, not talking about the school's stairwell. All right. We're st- oh, stairwell. Oh, I was Sebastian saying stairs. P- PTSD. <laughs> like stare. Like when you stare oh, at someone. Oh, the stairs. Oh. I thought you were saying like stairwell. stairwell. Oh. Like walking like up upstairs. Like you were walking upstairs <laughs> and you like weren't modest no. enough. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? And they were like, Oh, uh, my gosh, no. I was like. No, no, no. I was talking about like stairs. Like they would stare at you. Oh. And the stairs okay. were unbelievable because there were so many. And they were just super judgmental stairs. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes feels more good. sense. Now I'm just judgmental imagining like stairs. a really judgmental staircase. Like, just <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you walking on me? Exactly. Get away. That's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, that, that part confusing. kind of was not fun yeah. because it would just stare at you a lot. All righty, guys. We're going to go for a little ad break uh, right now. Uh, we're going to take a few minutes and then we're going to come back. Welcome back. Time for uh, part two. Please, and we have a we have a juicy topic to start off with. (laughs) I forgot about this beforehand, but we just talked. Hannah babysits, and particularly (laughs) babysits for a lot of Porter Goud faculty children, and because her dad is you know part of the faculty, so you know she's got the connections. And I'd like to hear some great stories about (laughs) perhaps your experiences. She's got the Um. connections. It's like going to teachers' houses. That's like. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, everyone freaked out about Miss Smith's one. They were like, "What's her house like? Does she have literature?" <laughs> I didn't even go to Miss Smith's house. <laughs> so, like, I was gonna babysit for this house in headquarters, which I babysat for before. And um, and then last second, they were like, like literally, like 15 minutes before, <laughs> they were like, "By the way, like, can you pick up Susanna Smith, which is Miss Smith's youngest daughter?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then she's like, "Actually, never mind. Like, she's still gonna be there, but just pick them up." both from Porter. And I was like, cool. And so I picked them up from Porter, and then we went to Barbaritos. I got to hear all the fifth grade gossip. It was very interesting. <laughs> and then I got some tea on the sophomore class, too, because Susanna's sister is in sophomore class. Oh. It was very fun. Um, and then we who's went... That? That's the girl I babysit for. No, but who's Susanna's sister? Shay Smith. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know. Yeah, who that yeah. Is. Okay. <laughs> you don't know Shay? No. Freshman. She's so pretty. Miss Freshman. I know Shay. Oh, she a freshman? Oh, she's a freshman. I know Shay yeah. Dota. Oh, then I know the freshman she's class. She's a freshman tea. as well. I hate yeah. saying tea. That made me want to die. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> the tea, the tea. Um. Yeah. And then we went back to the headquarters place and we played hide and seek and it was very interesting. And then I asked her if being Miss Smith's daughter, like, does she have to read a lot of canonical novels? <laughs> and she was like. <laughs> But she makes Shay read them apparently, so I feel <laughs> very bad for Shay <laughs> because First I was like, "Oh, child. that sucks." Would you um, like to read this novel? <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, that got a blow." Kind of uh, way, I, no, like. I wonder if her room has a lot of sparkly things. Like, I like, wonder too. Or like her house, like her room does. Is she like Miss Smith personality-wise? 
Yeah, she's very, like, bouncy, you know? Yeah. And, and they look the same. Like, their body structure and their face and, like, their hair. She's come into study hall a few times. I have her for study hall. She right, looks right. Look exactly similar. like Miss Smith. And then Shay doesn't look anything like them. So I guess she just looks like the dad, but I don't know what the dad looks like. <coughs> yeah. And then I babysit for... Um, I babysat a lot over the summer for Miss Wade, but you guys don't know her because she t- taught um, like seventh grade, I think. And then oh. I babysat for the Greenwells, but <laughs> only one time. Ju- it was just because it was graduation night last year, and they were like, um, they have Camille and Colin, you know. And Camille's like pretty old; like yeah, she yeah, can take yeah. care of herself. I think it was just oh my because God, Colin. I think it was such just a because such a beast. I think it was just because it was like nighttime, you know, um, and they were just weren't totally comfortable, which is totally fine. I get that. Um, it was super fun, actually. Yeah. Um, I had only that was the first time I had babysat with an older kid, so I was kind of nervous. I was like, Camille's like what, thirteen or something? Yeah, she's a freshman. And yeah, she's I'm, a freshman. I'm turning seventeen on like Tuesday, so I was like, kind of really near her age. I was like, is this gonna be weird? You know, like, but it wasn't weird at all. We just Jay chilled, and I had never talked to Mr. Greenwell before. So I walk <laughs> in, and I walk in, and I'm like. Miss Greenwell, because I love her, <laughs> and she was all dressed up, you know, for graduation night, looking all pizzazzy, s- s- uh, swagalicious and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. <laughs> Greenwell comes out, and like I always thought, Mr. Greenwell was like super, like, like formal, stern kind of thing. Yeah, I never yeah. had him as a teacher, so I didn't know. But he just looked that way because he was always wearing suits, <laughs> so that's what I thought about him. And then he comes out, and he's just like, "Hey, like, thanks for helping out," and he's like super. <laughs> And I was like super taken aback. That's cool. So, did your were you babysitting before, and then your dad like hooked you up with some of the teachers? Um, yeah. Basically, it was when I quit Chick Fil A, and I was like, "Ooh, that was the worst night, (laughs) worst year of my life." And then I was like, like, "Bank from that, or just not at all?" I, at the time, it felt like I was making a lot, but then once I quit, it like didn't. It wasn't really like a change. Like I felt kind of the same. Was it like, worth the money? No. Was it worth the experience? That was horrible. Like I'm Job glad experience. I know because now I know that would never a lot of ever work in. Fast work food. in. But Chick Fil A workers are always so nice. Yeah, because we're all secretly wanting to die inside, <laughs> so we just covered it up with politeness. <laughs> oh. My pleasure. So my pleasure. <laughs> it was so painful. Like the amount of like. Oh, look, it's a nice day out. Look at the weather. Oh, look, do you, do you get in trouble if you don't say my pleasure? <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it was not funny. <laughs> I was just like, haha, good one. Or like, <laughs> this is one time though. Just this guy like was a like carved in smile. <laughs> That's literally what it felt like. This is one time this guy was like, can I have like an eight count McNugget? And I was like, oh, haha, you know, thinking he was say, like saying as a joke. Yeah. McNuggets are McDonald's, yeah, yeah. and he was like, "What?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Did you have to explain it to him?" I was like, "Oh, like your joke," and he was like, "I didn't make a joke," and I was like, "Well, you know, like we don't sell McNuggets." He just thought McDonald's. that the term for nuggets was just McNuggets. <laughs> he was like, he literally stares at me for like seven seconds. It was just like with sweet tea. It just continues on. It's so uncomfortable. Well, I find this an odd disconnect. I just gave him like an eight count of nuggets. Between (laughs) your like really outgoing personality, you get along well with all your kids and you babysit and you get along with everyone at school and then you work at Chick-fil-A and you hate all the customers. (laughs) So I'm wondering how that works in your mind. Um, 
Well, I don't work at Chick-fil-A anymore. But when you did. But when I did, I really liked it at first. And there's, like, a bunch of guys that would, like, hit on you in the drive through And I was like, this is really? kind of flattering. <laughs> and then after, really? like. Is that actually, like, a oh common Oh, my thing? God. It was, like, oh, yeah. three times a shift. And I worked. I, one of the I guys. worked so yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked like three or four times a week, kind of thing. So um, at first I was like, <laughs> but then Feeling after good. like a few months, I was like, wow, this, this is, is like incredibly degrading and also super uncomfortable because all these men are like fifty years old. Ooh. Or like, Ooh. or it would sometimes be like, what would they a say? A car. What's the weirdest thing like you heard through a drive-through speaker? Like you would be surprised. No, it's not speaker. It's uh, once they in got person. up and saw you. No, no like, like I would when they're like standing outside taking your order. You know, because oh. they they don't have that Chick Fil A. They oh. just yeah. stand right, you out stand there. outside. Yeah. So that was your station. And when you were there, the like what, would, what was what the most memorable thing you heard from that? Like what's the craziest? There are definitely a few stories. There was this one where there was this car, and it was full of, like, four or five guys. They were, like, in their 20s. And I took – so they all had separate orders. So I had to make separate orders for one car. It was, mm-hmm. like, same car, separate orders, um, which takes, like, a few seconds yeah, to do. Yeah, takes a And bit. E- in between each change of orders, like, the person who just ordered would, like, hit on me. But they okay. were all in the same car. So it was like I had to take five separate orders, and each person in the car would take their turn hitting on me, and I was just like, I know each of them would shoot their shot one <laughs> after other. And it was, There's how many of them? I, did they? Like, was like I five just imagine them. them saying like the corniest One of us is bound to get the. And w. then, um, <laughs> and then like, this was the one because um, they came up, and I was like. So they had said their name, and I had to repeat it to make sure I got it right. He was like, God, like, I love the way you said that. And I was oh. like, ew! I was like 15, and I was like, thank you. Say Thank it again, you. just so I can make sure. Wait, one more time. <laughs> Let me record this. I didn't hear it. And then one time I was working a drive-through, like in the window, so I was the person handing out their food, and this like thirty-year-old man comes through with his wife and his kid in the back seat. And when oh, the wife uh-oh. turns around to help the kid, like with something, uh-huh. he like leans in and he's like. You're a daddy's girl, aren't you? And I was like, what? <laughs> You're <laughs> lying. I'm not lying. Like, my boss right now was like, what the hell? It was so jacked. What is that? <laughs> yeah, well, I think she And I literally die. was like, no. <laughs> I just, like, turned around. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> what it, like, that's okay. horrible. No, it's <laughs> yeah. just in principle. What is the point of them doing that? Especially Beyond if you're married making, in a car with kids. Making <laughs> her feel weird. Yeah. And making the what whole situation expecting? more awkward. What is she? She's going to jump she? out of the window yeah. and be like, Take me. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am a daddy's girl. <laughs> <laughs> Take we me, please. Were so right. How did you know? <laughs> Put me in the back. I really kids. don't understand. <laughs> so Even the guys that. When you're standing out there, the five guys, yeah, like, what are they you're going to, oh, I'm off oh, my I, I, I'm quitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> you get yeah, those numbers. Like, but, I'm like, some of them would be really weird. Like, there's this one, and, you know, when I'm feeling scrumptious or whatever, I'll just flirt back <laughs> with the just sexy ones. And so one of them I was flirting with, and he gave me his number, but I was like, okay, you realistic. You that at school? Or, I mean, not at school, at Chick-fil-A? Like, can I don't you know. Like, I mean, She's no, I mean, now, yeah, so it yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter. And like all my bosses were like, whatever. Um, So he gave me his number, but I was like, not obviously going to call him because he was like 28 or something. 
<laughs> and um, mm-hmm. so he gives it to me, and I was like, haha, and he was like, call me, and I was like, maybe. <laughs> and I obviously did not call yeah. him. And he came through again, like, <laughs> a few months later, months later. And he comes through, and I don't recognize him. There's so many customers. Like, how am I supposed to recognize him? And he, like, mumbles something. And I was like, sorry, what? And he was like, you never called me. And I was, like, so mad. Pissed? Like, pissed out of his mind. Did he and co- imagine, I, w- I just imagined him coming every day. <laughs> waiting for you. But he was with his friend. He wasn't even alone. And he was so mad. And I was like, oh, ha, ha. And I, like, hand him his food. And he, like, doesn't even take it. He just stares at me, like, so oh angry. And he just, like, God. snatches his food and drives away. It was so scary. And then, like, he came in um again. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, is this the same guy? And I was, and then it was because I remember his name was Justin what? Germany. <laughs> shout out name. Justin Germany. And shout out Justin Germany. And he was like, um, he was like, I'll just get the eight count nuggets. And I was like, okay, do you want that as an entree or meal? And he was like, I just said the nuggets. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, he's going to kill me. It was what? so scary. It was so scary. So, so obviously so he just weird. won the entree. Does he know your age? How like, does a 30-year-old yeah. act like, how can you be so discontent that for a year you're like upset about this 15-year-old who didn't call Dude, you back? I have no idea. Well, he, never, he didn't know I was 15. I just never told him that. Yeah, <laughs> but here's my solution to your problem. Tell them your age. Put, <laughs> put your age on yeah, your like name on your tag. Because yeah. you definitely, I mean, you don't look like 15. So he probably assumed. <laughs> or you don't look, you know, like you look seven. older than you are. So, I mean, I could see how. You definitely don't look 30, though. Yeah, so. I yeah. Know, yeah. I know. He's still kind of in the wrong. But I think yeah. putting the age on the name tag that's a good would be so- a, a I, that's good, good solution. Uh, I like perhaps. It. Like okay. Hannah Bergman, 17. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And then he's like, he knows. Yeah. Gavin, say that's weird though. Yeah, Gavin, say seg. Say what? Seg. Seg. Way. Okay. Segway. <laughs> oh, nice. It I got segway. it. Haha, oh, funny. Okay. <laughs> Very funny. Okay. okay. That was okay. funny, Sebastian. Thank you. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't get what was going on at all. <laughs> like say seg. <laughs> okay, Hannah. Yes. You're you're really nice to everyone. Thank you. (laughs) What's up with that? Why? Why are you so nice to everyone? I really don't know. I guess just because, well, you said there's a difference between extrovert and bubbly, but I don't really see a difference. I feel like that's like kind of the same thing. Well, I mean, you could be an extrovert and be like kind of like. A dick. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can. Extrovert is just like external stimuli. Yeah. You're easier to talk to others. Yeah, I guess. Or you like being around others more than by yourself. But you could like being around others and still be mean to the others you're around. That's facts, You just like their presence. (coughs) I don't know. Um, I guess just because I don't like being upset. (laughs) So I just don't. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's what I was... Like... I guess I complain, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't actually care. Like, I'll complain for, like, five seconds, and I'm like, I don't actually really care. About no, yeah. Like, an observation I've made about a lot of people who are, like, very uh, – we talked about this before the mm-hmm. podcast. Like, yeah. a lot of people who are very, like, seemingly extra, like, nice to everyone seem to sometimes be very upset. Yeah. Is there something like that for you <coughs> as well? Yeah, definitely. Not right now. Mm. Well, not as much right now. It kind of like comes in waves. Yeah. Okay. Um, but <laughs> um, last year, sophomore year was a, a rough hard, year. Definitely hard year. It's definitely near the n- 
the new year, mm-hmm. like January time, mm-hmm. is when it hits. It happened a lot last year, like really bad. That was, and that was the first you time. You just feel lonely or, or like, yeah, what's the reason? Kind of like, it was really weird because there was no reason, which was really frustrating. Just like a I seasonal felt, thing. I, fe- I guess so. I don't know. It felt like there was, n- like, since there was no pinpointed reason there was no way to fix it which was why i feel like that almost accelerates yeah, how bad it say. is and yeah i, I if think you can't figure it out for yourself then i mean it makes you, you more like anxious flawed. because mm-hmm. you don't understand why yeah. you feel that way yeah. and then it's a spiral and then you just kind of feel point. flawed for not knowing what's going wrong right. and then you just feel like more things are going wrong because of stuff yeah. but i i mean I get that it would go in waves, and but uh, you have maintained the bubbliness throughout. So yeah. like, I never notice. Yeah. <laughs> <Luke is> like <laughs> creeping in the corner, <laughs> like taking like pictures of us. Last January, well, not like this past January, but like the January before this past January. It I it was, since it was the first time, I didn't really know what to do about it. I didn't really talk about it a lot. With did you anyone. ever find a reason? Like, did you ever pinpoint anything? The thing that was weird is like everything in my life, if you wrote it on paper, was going like better like my grades were improving i was like expanding who i was talking to mm-hmm. and like my friendships were going stronger yeah. i was working out more like all that kind of stuff so like on paper it seemed like my life should have been getting better mm-hmm. but like the better i got at what i was doing the worse i felt did it was it like something like you didn't feel like you deserved it because that's also it really thing. wasn't that it was like when i was alone in what, like okay, I would be fine when I was with people. I guess that's mm-hmm. why I maintain maintain the bubbliness because I wouldn't think about it when I was yeah. with people, and I was completely fine. And like the second I got into the car alone or something, I would just like start crying. Really? It, I would wow. cry like five times a day. And really? Like, and like my like when people when they drive they like listen to music or they think about you just whatever. Cried. I would literally just like cry and like think about like different ways uh-huh. to kill myself. I was like obsessed with the idea of suicide. What? Yeah, for Ooh. like multiple months, for like but four months. But like, was you have, n- you still cannot pinpoint a reason. I have no idea why. Did and you talk to someone? About I would like kind of talk about it's it. It's kind of hard like to talk to someone. Much. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I started talking about it more when it started becoming less. It's always um, hard to reach out, but I think it's really important yeah. that you do. Right when it started like kind of lifting up a little, which was around like Aprilish. Mm-hmm. I started like kind of talking to my mom, and she didn't really understand because she never been through that. So she was like, "I just don't get Would it." Would you and categorize I was like, oh, that them as, like not as very suicidal thoughts, or just like, I don't know? Because some people are like, "Well, like I sometimes I think about suicide, but like not suicidal." No, thoughts. yeah, I sometimes I think about what it would be suicidal. like if I died and how people would react, but right. I don't want to kill would, myself. I would like research it and like be like, but since I'm scared of pain. I would think about like the most painless way to kill myself and when and like I would like think about it all the time. You would plan and, like, it out personally, but you me. would never. But did you ever? Did like, you ever want to act on it? Yeah, I definitely. One time, I actually like my parents don't even know about this. I've only, I've only really talked about it with one person. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Yeah. No, it's fine since it was like a long time ago. Um, I like. <clears throat> No, actually, you know, no, I'm not going to talk about it. It's, it's actually it's super just, you know, but That's I definitely fine. was very close to it, okay. but I didn't end up attempting it, but okay. I was very close to it one time. Um, so, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't just like thinking about it. It was like you really were thinking bad. about it because you like I to. wanted to. And that's one of the biggest thing. It's an epidemic. Yeah. Teen, How did especially especially girls, I feel like. 
mm-hmm. in this. No, stand- I think guys do too, but they just don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. yeah that's I true. Mm, I mean, I, uh, that's a I bias on my part. For I've just heard it more recently. I've been very sad a lot, and mm. I mean, I, I tr- I want to be able to break that stigma. I mean, I. I went to Miss Rigel last week because I was feeling upset, and what I feel is like that? I've never been to Miss Rigel. A lot of a lot of guys, I really feel like, are very need to keep up the the mucho macho persona. <laughs> <laughs> mucho macho, but like, you don't need to all the time. It's okay right. to be human. I mean, I I, I feel I that's get why I really applaud uh, Walker Pitts for starting Pepper's Foundation. I think Definitely. that's a good. And the mm-hmm. fact that he Idea. made it personal too was like what I remember. Right. I was like, oh, Walker Pitts like definitely does a thing that. Can you explain like, that for the audience? Oh, oh it's yeah, uh, Walker Pitts, a, pr- a guy in our grade at Porter, has recently started a foundation for mental health called Pepper's Foundation, uh, and they do like talks. He brings in speakers who talk about mental mm-hmm. health, psychology, and everything else, like once a month or mm-hmm. once every few weeks, and. I haven't actually been to one yet because I've had conflicts both times, but I'm really looking forward to going to the next one. And I think it's just like a, a that really cool. I good go idea behind it. You know yeah. what I mean? And Jackson's whole thing, because he has that Impact of Words Club, which oh I'm also yeah. part of. The sticky notes mm-hmm. uh, on the lockers. Because he had a friend um, at his old school who had committed suicide. Was it committed or attempted to? I think he actually uh, did, right? No, yeah. It did. Yeah, and so he brought upon himself to spread awareness about that and try yeah. to do little things to make everyone else feel I, I feel like a lot of the times when I think about it, it's like I generally like to be nice to people if I can. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's kind of hard. I mean, yeah, definitely. I could definitely imagine a lot of my friends rolling their eyes right now because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm not very nice. But well, I, I generally, mean, I, yeah. I like to be nice because I, I know what it's like when someone's not nice to you. It's the little things, definitely. Like, even, like, a wrong look can ruin someone's day. It's not even it really that. It's, like, when someone is nice and I'm, like, and I'm upset about something, it's, like, that, as cliche as it is, and as many times as you heard it, as preachy as it is, it sticks with me. Like, I can yeah. remember times when the people who I just would never expect sat down and talked to me for 20 minutes and it just made my day and I had nothing else to look forward to that day. Mm-hmm. No, that definitely makes sense. And I think one of the the biggest things is is like comparison. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you compare yourself to others and Why am I which upset? Been What's like the reason? Accelerated by social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we've talked about this a bunch We've talked about this a bunch yeah. so I don't need to go into it but I, I do think like I want I'm wondering from your experience whether you those were the kind of thoughts perhaps like comparing yourself to other people you, like you really never I it was just a sadness I mean like it or really just was. enigmatic it was no, um, there was no comparing to like I re- I just didn't give I sometimes I curse on this no. podcast or no uh, I mean we'll bleep it yeah we'll okay. bleep it. I did not give a at all about other people i like did not a lot of no there's sometimes people can just have chemical imbalances for several months and they or for years even does that solve itself Mm, uh, i mean i I I, i'm not i'm not a a psychologist myself but i mean i know that's one of the things that like a psychologist will tell you if they're giving you a prescription like if you really can't figure it out you need the prescription because it's just an imbalance in your brain yeah because it didn't, it, that wasn't the only time it happened. Mm-hmm. Near so this past summer was like the best summer of my life. You know, it was like a, it was like a movie. Like always at the beach, mm-hmm. always like 
like cute boys. I, re- like I remember fun times. the first day of school. I uh, you we were at the pan- I was at the Panini Press and you were there and we talked for a second. I was like, "How was your summer?" You were like, "I was like, it was oh, bomb." It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the beach. It and I met some awesome. boys. It was, was so. Like <laughs> it was like the best summer ever. But then near the end, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's the end." And then I was like. <laughs> There's no part of me that wants to go back to school. And it wasn't mm. just kind of like, lol, mm. missing summer, like, doling out of school. I was like, I literally would rather die than go Because you thought that it would bring back that feeling? Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. I like, when I, you remember when we had that strategic planning day? Mm-hmm. I went in for, like, literally 45 minutes, and I, like, had a panic attack. Because like, you, being f- there, you didn't want to be in that I was like, again. oh, my that God. That makes sense. I, like, went to my car, and I flipped out. I was, like, screaming and crying. Like, I freaked out just by being at Porter. Um, and mm. then it, school started and it was fine and it, w- it went away and then January came back along. I mean it's only like March right now and um, January. But came you're back feeling along. good. I'm pretty much fine right now um, for the most part. But January and February happened and I was kind of like going back to it. I was not suicidal this time around though. I was like not at all. But I was definitely still like mm. it was kind of like not even sad. I was just like numb. Like, it went up, like, even Sophia was like, dude, like, yeah. this sucks. Like, you're not yourself. I mean, she, <laughs> she wasn't like, oh, well, this sucks. She was like, you're not yourself. I'm, like, really concerned about you. And, like, I wouldn't want to go places. I wouldn't want to do stuff I normally wanted to do. I would just sit there. And that's when I was, like, like, right when it started, I was like, no, like, screw this. I'm not doing this again. Like, I've already been through this twice now. And last time was so bad. If it gets this bad again, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I went to my parents immediately right when it started. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And they got me a therapist immediately. And um, That's good. Yeah, so that helped a lot going to yeah. talk to someone. And I also just kind of was like, I, I was just, like, really stubborn. Like, I'm not doing this again. Like, screw this. Like, this is just not going to work. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, and so, but, like, from – rock bottom for lack of a better term was that last last like soft second semester sophomore sort of deal when you were like at your worst yeah and then was it just the change in environment of the summertime that just picked you back up or was it did you do something personally to like i have oh oh i'm so stupid i completely forgot about this i have been a non-believer religiously my entire life but last time around april or time i remember this so specifically i was in the shower and i was just like crying <laughs> I, I was genuinely like if oh. i was alone i was crying last year um and i was in the shower just crying super emo hours you know mm-hmm. and like i've tried to talk to god before not i've even really like, tried not even huh? like music in the shower just no just tears. like yeah Sorry. and it was literally super emo <laughs> and um i was talking I, I was trying to talk to God because I've done that so many times in my life, but I would feel like yeah. this is so stupid. I, I'm talking to a wall. Like, this is it's just embarrassing. I'm talking to myself. But for some reason, shower, <laughs> I was like, yo, dog. And then I found God. And then ever since. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> cool. And then literally. Wait, literally, you got to explain this a little bit more. Literally, I just You like, looked at the wall and you went, yo, dog. <laughs> and then you just. Looked at my shower wall and I tried to talk to God and it actually like I felt like a spiritual connection. I was like, mind blown. It was insane. And like I'm not third eye open. Literally, it was unbelievable. And I have no idea why. But after that, I would just talk to him a lot. 
um yeah it's not really like praying it's just kind of like talking and i'm not so i'm not religious like, like with the bible or jesus it's just kind of like okay. just my own personal relationship spiritual with God. type yeah, yeah. yeah. okay mm-hmm. that makes sense that's kind of like a lot of people a are lot of moving people away a place find their way out through well faith. i've actually i've never yeah. heard that before really? like i've never heard a real story about no like i've heard a lot of stories really? of, like people like going to jail and being really sad in jail and solitary confinement and then they start no yeah, well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And you get the Bible, and you just like like and that's definitely not it for me. I'm not a priest. No, a I mean I don't like New Testament. <laughs> I think you can find yeah. you can find the good meaning There's in any religion. There's a lot religion, of comfortingness so. in any religion. So right, I think that makes sense. But yeah. what exactly? You just had a a spiritual feeling, or was it? <laughs> the weird voice again. Was it anything in particular? I'm trying to like get at this because I've never really heard like a true story of like a spiritual experience awakening. Yeah. Right, right. Really? Wait, no, what's your like, question? No, I want a first like, what exactly story. You were in the shower. I want to know the okay. exact feeling. Like, this is like what set happens, the scene perfectly. Okay? Set the scene. This is what I wrote for my uh, end of the year essay in uh, Dr. Slayton's class that sophomore cool. year. Um, picture this. Hannah Bergman is in the shower. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So, so I was, weird. like, chilling in the shower and just crying, okay? And I remember looking up, and it was the color section between my wall that was blue, the part that connects to the ceiling, and then the actual shower, like, tub thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, which is, like, white like off-white kind of color so i was like looking at the wall and tub intersection (laughs) and i was like crying and i was just like yo god (laughs) and for some reason i didn't feel like i was talking to a wall anymore and i just felt like i was actually talking to god and like it's weird. Oh, you just felt like a message received. I was sort like, of deal. Wh- I felt no. I felt like I was having like a conversation with him. Well, like he, f- like when I went to my therapist session, it kind of felt like that. Like I just felt like he was like my therapist. Well, well could <laughs> it, it be, so could it have weird. been like the feeling? Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. Okay. All right. <laughs> I I don't want to rain on your parade, but you started going to therapy prior to this event. No, after this. Oh. Way okay, after. Okay, okay. Yeah, like a year never mind, after. Never mind, never mind. Well, th- again, it could be the same You could have been like a, a uh, placebo, maybe? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> placebo <laughs> is like when, y- when your mind <laughs> sort of convinces itself mm. that something's happening. Like a, a lot of the time it's like if someone's like had like half a sip of beer and they're like. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> It's like the placebo. It really, no. acting out. I don't think it was because. I like even to this day I still I still talk to yeah so at first I was like whoa is that just like a one-time thing but it's been like oh like it's been like almost a year now (laughs) on an an off relationship I know and um and I does he say anything or is he like leaving you on good is is it kind of just like (laughs) a nice presence okay it, it was really difficult one time because I was it was this weird thing so I'd started talking to this guy and I was like, this guy named God. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to this guy, and I like went out on my porch, 
naked. <laughs> I am like always naked. That's just like I'm naked at my house all the time. Like I am constantly naked. It was like two in the morning. I just like walk out naked and I was like laid on my grass. <laughs> and what? It's like <laughs> super wait, what, what brought you? Wait, what? What brought what you to this like scenario? Like, yeah. Type what? What brought you to this scenario? For? Like prior well, to like laying I on the grass. I wanted some cantaloupe, so I went downstairs and uh-huh. ate some cantaloupe. <laughs> and then you decided <laughs> then it was a good idea to go like, outside. Well, I just need the grass. The cantaloupe was cold, and I was like, "Ooh, some cold grass feels so saucy right now." So I went outside. <laughs> and I was like laying on the saucy cold grass, and then I looked up and like it was super starry night, you know. And I was like feeling so oh. connected, and so I talked to him about this guy. And I was like, I feel like he was like sent here for a reason, you know. Oh I feel like you're like God, putting me like through something. Like maybe this one is like supposed to affect me. Um, it ended up going to complete. So fuck you, God. <laughs> like the worst, like worst yeah. thing ever. You just, um, I just imagine you sitting there like, I was like, yo, God, like this cantaloupe is like fire. <laughs> No, I ate the cantaloupe before I went outside. Yo, God, Ricky. I'm like talking to this dude, God. <laughs> but it wasn't, I was just kind of like, I was like, Rips you know, through. I feel like, because the guy was really, like, religious. Mm-hmm. Um, like, very pious, kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> pious. Um, yeah, and I was like, maybe God sent him into my life for Whoa. a reason, you know? Like, maybe you're supposed to, like, show me into show more. Me the path. Yeah, but then he ended up being overly religious and, like, completely, like, screwed. Yeah. It's just not 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 fun. People who are listening to this podcast you know about it are like, ew, yeah, <laughs> ew, <fuck> you, Philip. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Philip. I'm sorry, Philip. We don't like you, piece of crap. So was is was how old is Philip? He's actually only 18, so I felt pretty proud of myself. Tbh. Okay, okay cool. Tbh, okay, cool. being honest. <laughs> All right. It's like the minimum. Like no. Um, All right, so we're at like 105. Should right. we? Can we? Uh, we can cut it off. Should you want we keep to? on going? I mean, this is kind of fun. I don't really know. How you feeling? I mean, if you want to talk about um, technology and like your <laughs> dad, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, do you but find like I feel like we passed that. Yeah, uh, but do you ever find yourself like wanting to differentiate? Do you ever want to find? Do you ever find yourself like too. wanting to differentiate yourself from your dad at school? I felt myself wanting to differentiate myself from my mom for a while ago because middle school. school, Ooh, yes. Middle? Was Sal? Oh, just kidding. Middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye, Ellie. Middle school, I was kind of embarrassed about being Japanese because I played piano. Excuse me. Because I played piano and. Japanese okay. people can't. That was play an interesting thing. Like you don't want to conform to the stereotype. Yeah, like, I'm very Daniel and like Courtney reflected that. Yeah, it's like well. wi- I like wouldn't really tell people that I played piano just because I didn't want them to be like, oh, typical Asian girl right. plays piano. You Is know, that a thing I've never heard that. Yes, it's such a thing. Yeah, um, it's such Definitely. a thing. Piano or, like, or they'd violin, be like, violin, violin like, I always violin. an instrument. Or they'd be like, oh my god, Skinny Pop. I want some Skinny Pop. Thank you, Ellie. The mics are going to pick up so much, just like crunching and crinkling right now. (laughs) Skinny pop. Right now, (laughs) I am eating skinny pop. Oh, yeah, Ellie. Oh, that's what you meant by that? Oh, this popcorn is so good. Skinny pop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
Okay, when did you go to SOA? I went to SOA just for one year, sixth grade. I hated it. I went to SOA. School of Arts. Oh. Not to flex, but I played the trombone. <laughs> oh, Damn. I, there's someone on my swim team who goes to <laughs> SOA. I, I know someone who goes to who? SOA. Uh, what's her name? Okay, Uh-oh. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to be know. in trouble with her. Probably mm-hmm. not. She she definitely doesn't listen to this. Um, But what, did you not like SOA and then you came back before her? Basically, I didn't like how each, cl- it was like a block day every single day. Hour and a half class oh, yeah. in the same exact classes in the same order. That's how public schools are. I think it was super day. awkward. The day my band teacher found out I was leaving was the day that we had this like achievement, like uh, awards day thing, and she was like, "Best brass player goes to Hannah." And like literally that day, she had found out that I was leaving, and she like started crying in the middle of like class. And Dang, I you was made like, an impact. I felt so awkward. The and then that night, she was like, Hannah Bergman. And then, like, gave me this really awkward look. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I, like, hated that school. And I was like, screw this. <laughs> Fun times. Mm-hmm. Did you decide to go in fifth grade, do the tryout thing? Or did were you encouraged by your parents? S- or, like, a little bit of both? Uh, well, okay. So, fifth grade is when I first left Porter. No, I mean, fourth grade was my last year at Porter. Oh, right, right. Then I went to a Montessori school for fifth grade because I just wanted, like, a public school kind of feel, even though it's not really public, I guess. Montessori schools are different. Yeah. Very but different. I didn't like that either. So I went to SOA, and I applied, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I got into SOA. Like, this Flexing is so up. cool. Flex. Right. And, like, it I w- was kind of like a cool club, like, if you were artsy enough to yeah. make it in. And then I got in, and then I went, and I was like, this blows. <laughs> So I Were left the people that or just the the schedule was your main concern? It was like all of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. Um, Not everyone's vibe, I'm sure. Yeah. There was just like one girl. <laughs> hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Heck, I wouldn't really care if she did. I hope it's not the same girl from my swim team. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, But she was like, I was like her best friend, but she was really mean to me. I think it was just because... Okay, this is also a thing that I've really struggled with in the past. I'm way better about it now because I just don't take crap from people anymore. But since I was very inclu- since I'm a very like inclusive person, I feel people I would like include every everyone, even who's like mean. Yeah, and so she was like really attached to me because no one else wanted to put up with her because she was so rude and mean. But I would because I was like, oh, like I don't want her to feel like excluded. Out, yeah. But then she like. Especially going to a school like Porter, it doesn't really bother me anymore, but it used to when I was in, like, elementary school and, like, maybe a little middle school, just, like, how rich everyone else is because I'm not rich. I'm, like, I'm, like, upper middle class, you know, so I'm not, like, poor or anything, but, like, (laughs) yeah, poor people, (laughs) but I'm not rich. And, like, this one chick, like, from the the SOA girl, she was really rich, like, Porter Gad rich. And do you remember uh, those Jack Rogers sandals that everyone had in sixth grade? Everyone had them, but I couldn't afford them because they were like $150 or like something like that. And I was not about to spend that much money. <laughs> um, and my parents weren't either going to, weren't going to either. So she came to school one day. She had like five pairs of these shoes, you know, you know, those kind of people. <laughs> yeah. And she came up to me. I remember this specifically. This was in sixth grade. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, look at my new Jack Rogers. It's another thing that 
I can afford that you can't. What? And I was like, no way. That <laughs> kids are vicious. Kids are vicious. And I feel like that's a that's common so theme. That's so mean. Because yeah. I've had, I had multiple experiences as a kid where I felt like <laughs> I couldn't follow the trend that everyone else was like hopping on. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. There were, uh, there's two that I remember. One was Minecraft in fourth grade. <laughs> everyone got Minecraft like pocket edition on their iPads. It, it cost $7. And I was like, Mom, can I get Minecraft Pocket Edition? And she was like, $7 for an iPad game? <laughs> no way. Me and, like, too. I remember just one of these kids would, like, come up to me and be like, Oh, Gavin, I don't see Minecraft on your iPad. Where is it? And I'm like, I only have the light version. I felt so I felt I so bad for myself. Minecraft. I remember that. He was like, light version. You can only do creative mode. I felt so discriminated against. Get owned, Gavin. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how it was. But another one was, for some reason, everyone would wear, like, shorts. I've talked about this before, like, when it was really cold. <laughs> oh, to show they're, like, masculine. Yeah. They'd be like, ha-ha, it doesn't bother Yeah, and my yeah. mom would always be like, you're wearing pants. It is 35 <laughs> degrees outside. I'm like, no, everyone else I is wearing shorts. I need to be shorts. epic mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she would never let me wear shorts, so I always felt like such a nerd for, like, wearing pants. Mm -hmm. Only nerds anymore. wear pants and don't have <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> Who are you, Gavin? <laughs> I was just a little mini businessman. So true. I was just on a different level. Different wavelength. And, yeah. In lower school. <laughs> all these peasants <laughs> around me. I was, I was already thinking of, like, that. the podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. So true. <laughs> all right. Does anyone have any, like, closing remarks? Not ours. I mean, Not it's really. okay to be upset, and you're not alone. Keep and removing the stigma. Yeah. Talk about your mental health Especially with people. Especially guys. It's, it's more Especially healthy. guys. Yeah. It's, it's very healthy. You don't have to be the most Macho. manly man there is. You mm -hmm. can be a human. You can wear pants sometimes. <laughs> you can wear pants <laughs> sometimes. Right. You don't that have to get I like Minecraft. <laughs> you, can, you can wear pants sometimes. You know? Yeah. I like it. Cool. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> People, thank you for having me on this podcast. Oh, my God. Thanks so much. <laughs> Epic. And that's it. If you made it all the way to the end... Thanks for being a real one. Before you click away, please consider going to anchor.fm slash somewhat genius to leave a small donation. This will be instrumental to improvements in episode quality and frequency, and it'll help us get even a studio type space and start posting video of episodes, which I've heard people really want. Also, please share this episode with your friends or on your socials and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.